This is day 125 of our daily Bible reading. We'll be completing Psalms chapters 143 through 147. Lord Heavenly Father, you are righteous, you are faithful, you are loving, you are gracious. Lord, we don't deserve you. We really don't. But Lord, you still deal with us on a daily basis. You sustain us. You cause us to grow. You draw us to yourself. And Lord, we are so unworthy. We thank you, Lord, for doing what you did for us. Constantly reminding us of who you are. Giving us your word. Giving us your son. Lord, you have done everything to bring us to your kingdom. We simply just need to believe. Lord, may we understand that more deeply today. Where is our faith? Is our faith in you, God? It should be. And if it's not, let us reconsider. Because, Lord, you are speaking. We don't listen very well, but you are always speaking to us. Just like you said in Revelation, you stand at the door and knock. You want to come in, but we don't always answer the door. We shut you out so often. May we be sensitive to your will. May we be sensitive to your voice and your calling, that we may change, drop everything, and follow you. Please bless the reading of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications. Answer me in your faithfulness, in your righteousness. And do not enter into judgment with your servant, for in your sight no man living is righteous. For the enemy has persecuted my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me dwell in dark places, like those who have been long dead. Therefore my spirit is overwhelmed within me. My heart is appalled within me. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your doings. I muse on the work of your hands. I stretch out my hands to you. My soul longs for you as a parched land. Selah. Answer me quickly, O Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me, or I will become like those who go down to the pit. Let me hear your loving kindness in the morning, for I trust in you. Teach me the way in which I should walk, for to you I lift up my soul. Deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies. I take refuge in you. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. For the sake of your name, O Lord, revive me. In your righteousness, bring my soul out of trouble. And in your loving kindness, cut off my enemies and destroy all those who afflict my soul. For I am your servant. Blessed be the Lord, my rock who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle, my loving kindness and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield and he in whom I take refuge, who subdues my people under me. O Lord, what is man 
that you take knowledge of him? Or the son of man, that you think of him? Man is like a mere breath. His days are like a passing shadow. Bow your heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains, that they may smoke. Flash forth lightning and scatter them. Send out your arrows and confuse them. Stretch forth your hand from on high. Rescue me and deliver me out of great waters, out of the hand of aliens, whose mouths speak deceit, and whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood. I will sing a new song to you, O God. Upon a harp of ten strings I will sing praises to you, who gives salvation to kings, who rescues David his servant from the evil sword. Rescue me, and deliver me out of the hand of aliens, whose mouths speak deceit, and whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood. Let our sons in their youth be as grown-up plants, and our daughters as corner pillars fashioned as for a palace. Let our garners be full, furnishing every kind of produce, and our flocks bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our fields. Let our cattle bear without mishap and without loss. Let there be no outcry in our streets. How blessed are the people who are so situated. How blessed are the people whose God is the Lord. I will extol you, my God, O King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you, and I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and highly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise your works to another, and shall declare your mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty, and on your wonderful works, I will meditate. Men shall speak of the power of your awesome acts, and I will tell of your greatness. They shall eagerly utter the memory of your abundant goodness, and will shout joyfully of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and great in loving kindness. The Lord is good to all, and his mercies are over all his works. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and your godly ones shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and talk of your power, to make known to the sons of men your mighty acts and the glory of the majesty of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord sustains all who fall and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food in due time. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his deeds. The Lord is near to all who call upon him to all who call upon him in truth. 
He will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. He will also hear their cry and will save them. The Lord keeps all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord, and all flesh will bless his holy name forever and ever. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord while I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Do not trust in princes, in mortal man, in whom there is no salvation. His spirit departs. He returns to the earth. In that very day, his thoughts perish. How blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes judgment for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord raises up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord protects the strangers. He supports the fatherless and the widow. But he thwarts the way of the wicked. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant and praise is becoming. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the outcasts of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He counts the number of the stars. He gives names to all of them. Great is our Lord and abundant in strength. His understanding is infinite. The Lord supports the afflicted. He brings down the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praises to our God on the lyre, who covers the heavens with clouds, who provides rain for the earth, who makes grass to grow on the mountains. He gives to the beast its food, and to the young ravens which cry. He does not delight in the strength of the horse. He does not take pleasure in the legs of a man. The Lord favors those who fear him, those who wait for his loving kindness. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion, for he has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed your sons within you. He makes peace in your borders. He satisfies you with the finest of the wheat. He sends forth his command to the earth. His word runs very swiftly. He gives snow like wool. He scatters the frost like ashes. He casts forth his ice as fragments. Who can stand before his cold? He sends forth his word and melts them. He causes his wind to blow and the waters to flow. He declares his words to Jacob, his statutes and his ordinances to Israel. 
he has not dealt thus with any nation. As for his ordinances, they have not known them. Praise the Lord. Okay, so this is the last full day that we'll be spending in the Psalms. Tomorrow we will be doing the last three Psalms, and then we'll be moving into the Proverbs. So it's kind of amazing to see how we've gone through all 150 Psalms so quickly. But here we are, and away we go. So Psalm 143 is... A song of David, and, and all the psalms today are from David, so we've been spending a lot of time with him at the end of the psalms here. And David is bringing up in Psalm 143 an appeal for mercy. He's asking for God's mercy because he is being afflicted and distressed in some way. We don't know exactly when this is going on in David's life, but as we know from reading his story, that He's gone through a lot of things, so it could be any of these. But he has the right posture of heart, because even though the present time might be troublesome, or it might be very hard to deal with at the moment, we have to remember that God is faithful. David is not trusting in God blindly, and neither do we, because God has recorded in his word many things that he has already done. And we know that God never changes. He is immutable. Therefore, he is going to be consistent in the way that he handles us. And we are his chosen people, just like Israel is his chosen people. We Christians, the Gentiles who are saved by grace, are also his chosen people. So when we come to those difficult times in life, we should begin like it says in verse 5. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your doings, the stuff that you've done in the past. I muse on the work of your hands. I meditate upon your creation, the things that you have done, the wonders around me. I stretch out my hands to you. As in, because in those days, that's how they would get to a posture of prayer and submission to God. Stretching out my hands to you, my soul longs for you as a parched land. We are so dry, we're so bleak without God's intervention in our lives. But we also know that God is faithful to those that he loves, right? That's why he says this in verse 10, teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. And this, in my Bible, is a capital S. It is the spirit, the ruach of the Bible, which is the Holy Spirit himself. Because he understands that the Holy Spirit is within him and that he is our teacher. Anytime that we appeal to him, the Holy Spirit is the one who teaches, who interprets, who convicts us, who reveals truth. He is the one who guides us. So we know that if we know the ways of God, and we know his will, then we will do the things that please him. So how can we find out God's will? Well, there are many places in the Bible where it tells us 
what God's will is. Think about Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Now, we are supposed to submit our bodies to being a holy and living sacrifice, which is acceptable to God, right? And then we're supposed to renew our minds so that we will know what the will of God is, that which is good. So if his, his will is always good. It's acceptable. It is acceptable to other people. And it is perfect. So all these attributes of God's will aligns with his word. And he'll never say anything contrary to the Bible. So God has been faithful to us. He is faithful to us. And he will always be faithful to us. And he will always protect us. So we really have nothing to worry about. And David knows that. But he wants to declare his dependence on the Lord. And that's something that we can all do better at. Declaring our dependence on the Lord. Because so often we want to fix our problems ourselves or use the intellect that God gave us to solve these issues. But certainly we need to invite God into the problem so that he can help us find a solution. Psalm 144 is a royal psalm that is outlined like this, where it starts off with victories that occurred in the past, the things that God has already done in his life. Then we see the pattern of it being past, present, and future, just like Psalm 143. We see the things that he had done for us in the past. Presently, this is the issue, Lord God. And then asking for God to bless him in the future because he has promised that he would. And so you see that pattern in David's Psalms here as well. Psalm 145 is a hymn of praise to the Lord, because it is showing all his attributes, his everlasting kingdom, his mercy, his providence, his righteousness, his truth, all these different attributes of God that we depend upon. God has proven himself to be dependable through his word, and hopefully in your own life you have seen that evidence there too. In fact, there's no way you can't see that if you're saved, because the very fact that you are reading your Bible with interest is a miracle in itself. But this one is more of a teaching psalm. Not only is it a, a hymn of praise, but it's also a teaching psalm because every verse starts with one of the letters of the Hebrew alphabet in order. So it's an acrostic. And so this is one of those things, again, in school... Back in those days, they didn't have books. They didn't have laptops and such to study with. So often in the Hebrew culture, a lot of what they passed down was oral. It was passed down from generation to generation through stories and through repetitious words and song and poetry. And that's how they would pass down legends and pass down, you know, rules and tr traditions, so on and so forth. So we see that being done here. It doesn't, again, it doesn't translate well in English, but it is every letter of the Hebrew alphabet is used in succession for each verse. Then we come to Psalm 146. It's a short one, but it's a tremendously powerful psalm about how we should praise the Lord and everything and what he does. But let's be clear. 
praise the Lord in the English translation here is the direct translation from hallelujah. So we get the term hallelujah. That's what you see here in English. But if you really study what hallelujah means, it is much more than just praise the Lord. It is almost as if you could say glory to God in the highest is where you'd usually get that phrase from. Is from this term hallelujah. So more than just praise the Lord, because this actually doesn't do it justice. Glory to God in the highest. And then finally, we have Psalm 147, which is broken into three different pieces. And they have the same kind of a pattern. So the first verse of each one of these is a call to praise. Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. So you get that idea here that you know we're being called to worship the Lord and praise Him for what He's done. And what are we praising, though? So first of all, we're praising God's grace in the first stanza. Then we're praising God's greatness in His creation. And then we see... The last thing that we're praising is his preservation of man. All the things that he does for mankind, especially how he gives us his word. Like it says here in verse 15, he sends forth his command to the earth. His word runs very swiftly. So talking about the effectiveness of the Bible and what it does to us. It causes, like it says in verse 18, he sends forth his word and melts them. He causes his wind to blow and the waters to flow. I mean, just the word of God is not just the Bible. If we know this by now, everything is God's word. The entire universe is God's word. Because through his word, he caused all things to be. But he has preserved it through the Bible. This is a record of everything God has ever said when it comes to what he wants us to know. So there is no book in the entire world that is self-sufficient like the Bible. We so often like to refer to self-help books, or we like to get study guides and so on and so forth. But in reality, deep down inside, we have to understand that as a Christian, the only book in the whole world that we need to read, really, if we wanted to boil it down, is the Bible. It is completely self-sufficient. It has everything that we need to survive in this crazy world. So people who are trying to explain and do expository teaching from it, yeah, I mean, that's helpful. But ultimately, ultimately at the end of the day, they're basing everything they're saying off the Word of God. And God is the teacher. The Holy Spirit is the one that reveals his truth to you in his word. So that's why some people, who, especially those who are not saved, are able to read the Bible and not be transformed by it. Because they're going into it with the wrong motives, the wrong intentions, and God will shut them off from the truth. But for those who belong to him, he desires greatly to show us his truth. And we have to come into this with a posture of praise and a posture of submission, knowing that 
Our intellect is not going to teach us the wisdom of God, but God himself teaches us. That's why it's important that we invite Jesus into this as we begin to read his word, because he is the word of God. John chapter 1. We need to invite him into this so the Holy Spirit can teach us what we need to know, what is sufficient for us today. But we're almost there, y'all. We're almost to the end, ladies and gentlemen, of the Psalms. So, one more day, and then we'll begin looking at the wisdom of Solomon. And that's all I have for today. Thank you for listening. I'm Ryan, and we'll see you next time. Take care, and God bless you.